ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चात देशतारिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो
wanted to give him certain more, some more clarification on what is important, whether karma is important or jnana is important. That was the question of Arjuna. So, in the previous session, we understood that how Krishna explained that doing niyatam karma, that means doing our prescribed duty, is extremely essential. And when we do something, activities which are beyond our prescribed duties, we suffer a lot of problems. And then Krishna also said that ignata karma, when you do any activity, when you do any karma, it should be for the pleasure of Krishna. Only when we do it in that way, we will become free from the bondage. And if we don't do for the pleasure of Krishna or Vishnu, that's when we become more and more entangled. And then Krishna also explained very beautifully that how yajna is supposed to be kamadu, that when we perform yajna, it satisfies all our desires and we need to perform yajna so that we satisfy both material and spiritual desires. So let's continue with this thought of uh, understanding that Krishna is sharing and let's begin this very beautiful shloka today and that is the 11th word that the first session for uh, first shloka for this session today and very very important and very interesting shloka that Krishna is going to reveal and let's see what Krishna is sharing here in this particular shloka so I request Jina Mataji to please unmute herself and you can please uh, repeat the shloka that will be really very nice Devan Bhavayatanena Devan Bhavayatanena Te Deva Bhavayantuvaha Te Deva Bhavayantuvaha Parasparam Bhavayantaha Parasparam Bhavayantaha Shreyaparam Mavakshyataha Let's do that once again. Devan Bhavayatanena. Devan Bhavayatanena. Deva Bhavayantuvaha. Deva Bhavayantuvaha. Parasparam Bhavayantaha. Parasparam Bhavayantaha. Shreyaparam Mavapsyataha. The demigods, the demigods, being pleased by sacrifices, being pleased by sacrifices, will also please you, will also please you, and thus, and thus, by cooperation between men and demigods, by cooperation between men and demigods, prosperity will reign for all. Prosperity will reign for all. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. So this is a very interesting shloka. So here Krishna is explaining that how that when we perform yajna, it creates a harmony between the men and the devatas. So when we perform yajna, there is a very nice cooperation that goes on between the human beings and the devatas. That's why Igna has to be performed. So why do we have to please these Devatas? Because these Devatas are appointed agents of the Lord. They are all representing the Supreme Lord Vishnu and they are managing the universal affairs. 
so there are so many activities that are going on within this universe and each of the devatas are actually have taken certain responsibilities to ensure that they serve the lord in that capacity so now this the all these devatas they also form are the part of the universal form the virat rupa the universal vishnu rupa of the supreme lord they are all different part of the virat rupa of krishna so all these devatas are very integral part of our life why do i say so is because our scriptures very beautifully say that each and every moment within our body is actually taken care by a certain devata for example if i have to move my hands my limbs go from one place to another place there is a devata involved if i have to breathe there is a devata involved if i have to blink my eyes there is a devata involved if i have to digest the food within the devata there is a devata involved if there is a conception that has to happen for example child conception there are devatas involved so you see all these different devatas are actually facilitating the desires of the soul they are facilitating the activities of a particular soul based based on the previous karma and the present desires of the soul so constantly it's a very dynamic process so as we are desiring as we are discussing so many things there are devatas who are constantly helping us to actually ensure that all the facilities all this bodily movements are happening so that we fulfill our desire so devatas are actually representing the lord and helping us to perform all our activities so that's why yagna has to be performed why yagna has to be performed because just like when we are taking the facilities from the government we have the electrical department we have the water department we have so many other departments we pay taxes and when we don't pay taxes that when the problem comes a small child prabhupada says a small child when he opens the tap he doesn't understand how the water comes he just enjoys the water but as a adult as a sensible person you know that it's all coming because you have paid your bills you have paid your taxes that's how the electricity and all the water and everything else is coming up right so similarly we should not become childish we should not remain childish we should know that all these beautiful things that are happening in this world including our own bodies is actually being facilitated by the devatas and ultimately krishna is the yagnapati he is the supreme beneficiary of all the yagnas any yagna that is being prescribed in the vedas are actually ultimately reaching the supreme lord extremely important you see now krishna is saying when there is a nice cooperation between the devatas and the human beings then the whole universal affairs they reach they they cooperate very nicely and they are very nicely taken care by both human beings and the devatas so lord is very pleased by yagna and one more very interesting point that krishna is make uh, that prabhupada is making in his purport about yagna and prabhupada says that when we perform yagna what happens especially in the vedic times when we perform yagna there used to be food offerings that used to go on as a part of the yagna so when we perform yagna and we offer food 
what happens is ahar shuddhau sattva shuddhi sattva shuddhau dhruva smritihi smriti lambe sarva gratinam gratinam vipra moksha which means ahar shuddhau when you perform yagna what happens is there is a purification of the food stuff that you have offered the food becomes sanctified and when you take that sanctified food then what happens your existence as human being becomes more purified and when you become purified of your existence then dhruva smritihi the finer tissues of your memory of your brain will get triggered and then when you have a very fine memory you will start remembering oh yes i am not this body i am a spirit soul so right now we have forgotten our true identity so when you start taking yagna shishta that you start taking the sanctified food your memory will become finer and finer and then you will start remembering your true identity and when you know your true identity then smriti lambe sarva grantinam vipramokshaha that becomes the cause for our krishna consciousness and that becomes the cause for our liberation so beautiful you see so krishna consciousness is not impractical krishna consciousness is very very practical so prabhupada is saying here that how by performing yagna the food becomes sanctified extremely important that's why food is given so much importance in our uh, culture there is a concept of prasadam in fact this is uh, very clearly seen in our own movement we have a very first uh, hand experience of how prasadam acts for example when prabhupad went to the west and in the initial days prabhupad spoke very little philosophy if there was a one hour program prabhupad used to speak just for 15 20 minutes philosophy that was bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam but the rest of the time he used to do the kirtan and after the kirtans he used to have this elaborate feast and each one of them you should get very nice feast nice prasadam now this prasadam was personally cooked by prabhupada now prabhupada's consciousness was infused with love for krishna and with that kind of an absorption in prabhupada cooked food that prasadam and people took that prasadam they were also infected in a positive sense they were infected with that love of god and that's how prasadam changed there were a lot of people who got attracted to the krishna conscious movement it's because of prasadam because of delicious prasadam and especially those uh, devotees the initial group of uh, devotees who directly had the opportunity to take the prasadam cooked by prabhupada and he used to cook for say 30 40 people every weekend and sometimes more so that used to be amazing thing So prasadam is a very important and integral part of our life. So when you start taking, when your ahara is shuddha, it ultimately results in the finer tissues. You can actually purify your senses more and more and more. So wonderful, isn't it? So that's why I think it's extremely important that we take prasadam every single day and every meal that we take, it should be prasadam, right? So very interesting thing that Krishna has shared here. Here basically is talking about the cooperation between the demigods and the human beings as the part of the yagna system. So let's chant another very interesting shloka, the shloka number twelve.
so i want to invite right now dev can you unmute yourself and i'll invite dev to the stream and let's chant this shloka together that we really very much so yeah all right it's a very interesting shloka so kindly all of you please chant along with me ishtan bhogani bo deva ishtan bhogani bo deva dasyante yagna bhavita dasyante yagna bhavita sairdatta napradaye bhyo sairdatta napradaye bhyo jo bhumte ste na yevasah Wonderful. Let's do that once again. Ishtan Bhogani Bodeva. Ishtan Bhogani Bodeva. Dasyan te yagna bhavita. Dasyan te yagna bhavita. Tejatta napradaye bhyo. Tejatta napradaye bhyo. Yogum te ste na yevasa. Please repeat the translation. In charge of the various necessities of life. In charge of the various necessities of life. The demigods. The demigods. Being satisfied by the performance of yagna sacrifice. Being satisfied by the performance of yagna sacrifice. Will supply all necessities to you. Will supply all necessities to you. But he who enjoys such gifts. but he who enjoys such gifts without offering them to the demigods without offering them to the demigods in return in return is certainly a thief is certainly a thief wonderful thank you thank you hari hari krishna so we have uh, suraj pawar also joining us on youtube thank you so much suraj for joining us here today glad to have you wonderful thank you so this is another a very interesting shloka and the most important shloka i think especially in this chapter three there are so many beautiful things coming up and this is one of them so here krishna is saying that ishtan bhogan hi ho deva dasanti yagna bhavitaha see all the fundamental needs of life our existence are actually provided by god you see the air the water the fire either the basic fundamental building blocks of our life are actually provided by the supreme lord he has given us everything that we need so when he is provided so many things we have to do this yagna yagna bhavita and you see there was this very interesting uh, short uh, story i would like to share with all of you there was this old man 70 year old man he was diseased and he was put into a hospital and he was on the ventilators and he was given those oxygen masks to wear and he was there for 2 3 days and then finally when he was discharged the doctors gave him the bill and when he went to the bill it was almost about 7 to 8 lakh rupees so this person holding the bill in his hand had tears rolling on his cheeks So the doctor saw this and uh, he said, "Do you think that this is too much for you and you cannot afford this bill?" 
The old man said, no, actually I can afford this bill. But you see, I am a 70-year-old man and I have been breathing oxygen for so many years and the Lord has never sent me a bill till date. And here I am just for two days and I get this bill for so many lakhs. I am so much thankful for the Lord for giving me such a wonderful life with so many beautiful things. The basic fundamental needs of our life are actually given by the Lord. So with all these beautiful things that the Lord is giving us, we should be drowning with gratitude. But are we really drowning with gratitude? Please ask yourself. Isn't it so difficult that, you know, we have no idea that all these beautiful things are given to us, but we never think about them seriously. And we just take things for granted. And that's not good. So there was a king. And this king, he was a very good king and ruling very nicely. And often, you know, in the kingdom, people have this uh, royal parties and functions. So he had noticed that most of his ministers and almost all his ministers, they used to come and enjoy the parties, drink, eat, be merry and talk to each other and then just go leaving the meeting, the functions without having any gratitude towards the king, nor the supreme lord. So the king thought that I should do something, I should teach a lesson to all my ministers. So one day, the king invited the whole kingdom for a royal feast. And all these people from the kingdom, the praja, they came to the venue and they were mesmerized to see varieties of lip-smacking foodstuffs. And they started eating the food until their neck. Not just that, they also started stuffing some food in their pockets. And they were just happily going around and they left the place. So this whole scene was actually seen by some of the ministers from the balcony and they thought and what kind of people are these? They were so disgusted that these people are coming and eating without any gratitude towards the king, they are just leaving. So the ministers, they go to the king and say, my lord, you see these people, they are coming and eating but they don't have any gratitude, they don't pay any respects to you. And then the king says, how are we different from them? Don't we also do the same thing? We are getting name, fame, prosperity and everything else from the Supreme Lord. But have we thanked the Supreme Lord any time? No, we have not. Most of the time we are not. Thanking Lord for all the things that we have been given to us. We are not grateful for all the things that the Lord is giving us. So that is why it is called as Kritagya, means gratitude. But the opposite of Kritagya is Kritagna. What is Kritagna? Kritam Hanti Iti Kritagnaha. Krita means Utkar, favors. Gna means to forget. So when we forget the favor, the Utkar done to us by people, that is called Kritagnaha. There is a very beautiful incident that comes in Ramayana, which I want to share with all of you. Very recently, in one of the videos, also I shared this. So it says that how, when Lord Rama, he killed Vali and made Sugriva as a king. Sugriva was very happy, but Sugriva had given a word to Lord Rama that he will help Lord Rama in finding Mother Sita. But the moment he became king, he kind of neglected this word that he had given to Lord Rama. Now Lakshmana was very furious and he goes to Sugriva and he speaks something very interesting. So Lakshmana says to Sugriva that if you commit a Brahmana Hatya, there is repentance for that. If you do Gohatya, there is repentance for that. 
and if you do krita bhanga that means sometimes krita bhanga that happens that you know we take some vows and we are not able to follow them then there is repentance for that but lakshmana says that kritajnehe nasti nishkritihi there is no repentance for ingratitude so we should be very careful when we are receiving some favors from people we should be grateful to these people and we are receiving so many things from all these devatas and the supreme lord but we are not grateful at all right so if this happens to be a incident from ramayana there is another very interesting incident that comes in mahabharata as well so there was this person and uh, he was born in a very nice brahmana family brahmana kula his name was gautama this gautama although born in a very nice family a cultured family because of the bad association he started getting into all dushkarma he started doing all nefarious activities so one day this gautama he walks into the forest in search of some wealth he wanted to get some money so in order to find some wealth he walks and walks and walks into the forest and then finally he becomes tired and he sits under a tree and that tree happens to be a home of hamsi pakshi a swan and the name of this swan was nali janga so this uh, nali janga the swan hamsi pakshi he asks this gautama hey who are you where did you come from so gautama says my name is gautama and i have come from the nearby village and this nali janga this hamsi pakshi does a such a nice wonderful atithi satkar it gives him nice gives him nice fruit sweet water to drink and just imagine a bird doing all these things amazing isn't it so this uh, nali janga this swan he asked gautama what makes you come here to this dense forest and then gautama says actually i am in need of wealth and in search of wealth i have come to this forest oh is it so so this swan says hamsa pakshi says I have a friend his name is Virupaksh and he is the king of all the rakshasas you just go to him and then tell my name he will give you a lot of wealth so Gautama was very happy and he said yes i'm going to do that right away and he goes and walks in the direction in which the hamsa pakshi had uh, told him to and then finally this Gautama meets this Virupaksha the king of the rakshasas and he says that oh you see my dear king i have been sent by your dear friend nali janga and uh, he told me that you will be able to give me some wealth i mean need of wealth so moment virupaksha listens and hears this that this person has been sent by my friend nali janga he was so overjoyed he said oh you come because of my friend i am going to give you a lot of wealth just by the word you know that friendship was so intense that he was ready to give him all the wealth and he gave him so much wealth that gautama could not carry that much of wealth just imagine and gautama started carrying back this whole wealth back into the same place where he met this swan and he was so tired and hungry that he was walking and walking finally he comes close to this place and then this swan this hamsapakshi has already made very nice arrangement for him to sit and there is a campfire already lit so this hamsa pakshi was so sensitive to invite his own uh, guest and then this gautama he gets a very perverted idea this perverted thought and even now i have 
got wealth and I'm really hungry. I don't need this swans anymore. Let me kill this swan and eat it. And with this perverted thought, he kills this Nadijanda, this swan, which had actually helped him. See, no gratitude at all. Absolutely no gratitude. He kills the swan and he eats the swan. This is a very unexpected or rather we should say this is why humans are very unpredictable. Garuda Purana makes a very interesting point and Garuda Purana says that how human beings they behave. Garuda Purana says that punyasya palam ichanti punyam nechanti manavaha papasya palam nechanti Papam Kurvanti Yadatnataha, which means Punyasyapalamichanti. This man, humans, they want all the good result of Punya, but Punyam Nechanti Manava. They don't want to do any good. Papasyapalamichanti. They don't want to do, they don't want the result of bad activities, impious activities, but Papam Kurvanti Yadatnataha. They are always eager to perform Papa. This is a Human psychology is very difficult to predict. You see, absolutely no gratitude, and this is what happens to this uh, Nadi Janga. It's being killed, and this news reaches to the king of Rakshasa, Virupaksha, and he comes with his troops. And within moments, they actually give a very bad death to Gautama, and he's, he's also dead. And then this Virupaksha, who was a friend of the swan, he thinks that oh, I have to do some Antim Samskar to my friend. He starts finding some bones and he collects all the bones and just when he is about to perform the Pindadana, the, uh, the last rites, that's when Indradev comes and he immediately resurrects, brings back Nali Janga back to life. Virupaksha is very happy to see his friend back uh, alive and then Indradev is also very happy and he asks Nali Janga, Oh my dear swan, Hamsa Bakshi, ask me a boon. And this Hamsa Bakshi says that please bring back this Gautama back to life. You see? Indra says, oh, this person, he killed you. You want this person to be back alive? Yes. He had come to my home as a guest. And I don't want anyone, any guest to be dead in my home. So please bring him alive. See the kind of mercy that this one shows. And then Indra being pleased brings back Gautama to life. And then he understands, he comes to his senses. So the whole idea, the point here is, I share this story just to drive the point across that how we are so indebted to so many people. And we have to be grateful for all the things that especially the Supreme Lord has given us. There are so many people who don't get one meal a day. There are so many things that people miss out, isn't it? No proper shelter and especially now because the winter is already begun, there are so many people on the streets. In the dead cold, but still, you see, people are uh, living there and with so much of pain. And we are here in cozy apartments and we are nicely enjoying uh, this session today. All because the Lord has provided all these beautiful things for us, isn't it? So now, why we need to perform Yagna is because we have to escape this vicious cycle of exploitation. 
this human being had this idea of exploitation and we have been exploiting mother nature left right and center isn't it and that's why we see so many pandemics coming and epidemics coming and this disease and that disease because we are constantly exploiting so when we become exploitative then all these devatas they also start detracting from all the benefits that giving us so they create that scarcity within the society and that's why there will be no proper rains there will be no proper food grains and actually shrimad bhagavatam explained that how in kali yuga as kali yuga progresses there will be people who will have no food no food grains will be there no fruits will be there no vegetables will be there there will be rain for 100 years continuously and there will be no rains 100 years continuously so you will see all extreme conditions as kali yuga progresses so that's why we need to perform yagna we have to we are an interdependent society and since we are an interdependent society we have to have this paraspara relationship between the devatas the human beings and the supreme law and in order to do this the scripture had very nicely recommended for us to do panchamaha yagna what is panchamaha yagna see as grahastha especially grahastha it is said that invariably we end up doing some sins every single day how is that knowingly or unknowingly we commit some sins for example you know why we are grooming we kill certain living entity that is a sin when we ignite some fire by cooking in that fire there are some living entities which get burned and they die that's also a sin while we are washing the vessels with some water then there is also some animals and living entities that get uh, killed then while we are grinding you know then we kill some animals and living entities similarly when there is uh pounding you know sometimes we use the mortar or pestle and we try to grind something we see even that time we end up killing some living entities so in order to become free from all these sins that we commit on a day to day basis there are panch mahayagnas that is being explained by the shastra they are generally called as ahuta bhuta prabhuta brahmahuta prasita so all these are different types of yagnas panch mahayagnas where we give perform yagna for the devata devatas we perform yagna for our pitras pitras our ancestors then for all the we also offer the bali for all the bhuta bhudganas bhudganas mean generally in south indian temples you will see that there is bali peetam very right uh, uh, close to the uh, garuda stamba you will see the bali peetam where the rice cakes are kept for the living entities in general so we have to feed the other living entities and all the dependents especially so when there are people dependent on us we have to take care of them we have to feed them and especially atithi satkar atithi is a person who comes uninvited who is atithi anybody who comes uninvited is an atithi so we have to feed atithis as well and then finally you have to maintain yourself feed yourself so this panch mahayagna was recommended by the shastras for the grahastas especially and we have to feed all these five categories of people but now there are some buddhijivis the so called intellectuals they say oh why do we need to perform these yagnas and waste a lot of money there is so much of ghee involved the wood is burned and so many other things are put in there so this is all waste of money and waste of time 
So they don't understand the science behind the yagna. And because they don't understand the science behind the yagna, there is a confusion and a chaos in the society. So, you know, they come up with this idea, hey, we don't need any clouds or all these devatas, there is no such thing as devatas. We right now can create artificial rain. So why do we need Indra Devata? We don't need Indra Devata. And sometimes these people in Karnataka, the Karnataka government, they want some rain here in Karnataka, they go and do this cloud seeding. You must have heard about cloud seeding. Actually, they cannot create a cloud, but then they artificially go and insert some sort of chemicals and then they condense the cloud and that's how the rain happens. So, but now they have no control where will it rain. They will actually see it in Karnataka, but then it will go and rain in Maharashtra. And then there is a fight between Karnataka and Maharashtra, you see. So this kind of thing happened because they have no idea that there is a supreme controller. Many times, you know, you must have seen, there are so many thick clouds, dense clouds which are moving around you. They don't rain in your place, but they go somewhere else and they actually rain. It's all properly managed by the Devatas the assistance of Indra because he is the controller of rain you see now what is the cloud you can just imagine please understand this it's a very uh, important thing to notice this cloud is a aerial water tank which is moving from one place to another place can you imagine a water tank floating in the air from place to place such a wonderful technology and this cloud is Anti-aircraft, you know what do I mean by anti-aircraft, uh, it means the aircraft can just pass through the cloud and there is no damage to this wonderful tank that is being created by the Lord. We wish that the twin towers had this kind of technology when actually the planes came and hit them, you know just pass through it. But see the clouds are designed in such a beautiful way, it's a tank of water but then the planes can just move along. What a technology is this. Now all this is being maintained by the Devata. We have to be thankful to them, isn't it? Just see, so beautifully things are getting managed here. So, all these things are extremely important. And that's why Krishna is saying here, Tair Dattan Apradaye Vyo Yogunte Stena Yevasaha Stena, Stena means thief. A person who takes from everyone, but never gives back anything to anyone, so that person is called a thief. So we are taking so many things from mother nature and we are exploiting things but we are never giving anything back to the society, isn't it? So we become a thief. So the question is, are you willing to be a thief? Because we become thief, if we become thief, then we will not be happy. The society will not be happy when it's filled with thieves because thieves do not have any higher goals, higher purpose in life. So let's not become thieves, let us perform our yagna. And what's the best yagna for all of us? That is the Japa yagna or the Sankirtan yagna. Krishna is going to say that in the future chapters. That how he is the yagnapati. Please, in this Kaliyuga, all of you perform your day-to-day yagna, that is Japa yagna. Every single day, please chant the holy name and you will truly be happy. Right? So, let's go to the next verse quickly and let me... Yeah, Monica, can you repeat? Yeah. Wonderful, thank you. So, 
Let's repeat this shloka that we really within eyes, which will be displayed on the screen. Yagna Sista Shina Santo Yagna Sista Shina Santo Muchante Sarvakil Vishahi Muchante Sarvakil Vishahi Bunjate Te Tvagam Papa Bunjate Te Tvagam Papa Epachanti Atma Karana Wonderful. Please repeat the translation. The devotees of the Lord, the devotees of the Lord, are released from all kinds of sins. Are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food. Because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Which is offered first for sacrifice. Others, others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment. Who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment? Verily eat only sin. Verily eat only sin. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thank you. So this is a very interesting shloka, and here you see it's very evident now that this Krishna consciousness or bhakti is quite practical. Bhagavad Gita is very practical. So people when they say that, oh Bhagavad Gita is all money philosophy, how can I apply that into my life? This is exactly how you can apply that in your life. So here Krishna is saying that Yagna Shishta Shinasanto Yagna Shishta So there is a category of people called Santaha Santaha means devotees who are the worshippers of the Supreme Lord Vishnu or Krishna. They are called Santaha and what is the nature of this Santaha? It is very beautifully explained in the Brahma Samhita by Brahma. It is said, Premanjanachurita bhakti vilochanena Santasa daivaridai shuvilokayanti Yamshama sundaramachintya gunaswarupam Govindamadipurusham tamaham bhajami so who are the Santas? Santas Sadhaivaridehesuvilokayanti Those people who constantly see the Supreme Lord within their Hridaya, their heart, they are called Santaha. And why are they able to see the Supreme Lord within their heart? Because Preman Janachurita Bhakti Vilochanena just like that you apply kajal in your eyes so these devotees, these santas they apply the ointment of prema, prema bhakti onto their eyes and when they apply that they are able to see the shama sundara constantly in their heart now my dear devotees they are able to apply that ointment of prema bhakti onto their eyes it's because they eat Yagna Sishtaha. Yagna Sishtaha means that food which is first offered to Krishna and then you take that as prasadam, that is called Yagna Sishtaha. So such devotees who partake only Yagna Sishtaha, they can see the Lord within their heart. Such a wonderful thing. That's why I've been stressing this point in the previous sessions also that how important it is 
to actually offer food every single day before they eat. So it's a natural thing. We have to cook every single day. So when you cook, just 10-15 minutes, you offer it in front of the Lord. You give it to Him, oh my Lord, all this is being given by you. Please take it first. And then you partake as a prasadam. That's an igna for you. It's a great thing. And by doing so gradually, you will also start applying that ointment of bhakti within your life. And you will be able to see Shamasundra. It is practical. It is not impractical. It will take time. But the process of purif purification will begin. You will very much see the difference between eating the normal food and eating the prasadam every single day. It's not that you have to go to the temple to have prasadam. Prasadam can be right there in your place, in your home. Right? Muchyate sarva kilpi shahi, bunjate te agham papa. But those people who do not offer food or do not perform yajna, agham papa, what do they eat? Ye pachanti atma karana. They verily eat only sin. So anything that actually that is not offered to Krishna, that is actually papa. Agham papa, not just papa, but Krishna is testing here. He is putting an adjective, Agham Papa, it's a very grievous sin. Just offering food, cooking and offering food is a great igna that we can perform in Kaliuga. Very simple, because we are doing it every day. It's just that we have to have that attitude, that sense of, Oh my Lord, you are giving me everything, let me offer this to you. It's like taking water from the Ganga and putting it back into Ganga and then praying, Ganga, please purify me. Ganga is not gaining any additional water by you pouring it in the Ganga. But still, the act of giving back to Ganga is actually very purified. So, the Lord has given us so many things, let's offer back to Him. He is not in need of all these things, He is not in need. But it is for our purification. So, this is a very interesting concept and a very interesting practical method that we can follow on a day-to-day -day basis and get ourselves purified. So I really appreciate uh, all of you for being here and I hope that all of you will uh, take this up very seriously uh, and please give some time, at least in a week, two hours, this very important uh, investment that you can make every single uh, week, two hours of your valuable time will really be very helpful. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining this session and I will see you again next uh, Sunday. And I'll keep you posted of all the upcoming events as well. So, so thank you so much once again. Take care. Hare Krishna.